Hey, everybody, it is uh, Kurt Schlichter on the Unredacted Podcast, the podcast which says, holy cow, Kurt, your mic is hot AF. Down a bit, let no, not that much there. there. Oh, there we got it. There we go. We are making it happen with the Unredacted Podcast. I just came back from CPAC. Let me give you a guided tour of my trip because I think it'll be fascinating, mostly for me. But if you want to hear it, stick around. If you don't want to hear it, because Unredacted is not safe for work or for liberals or for fucking sissies, you'll probably want to move on right now. Okay, so um, I kind of have CPAC down, right? Arena and I know the process, all right? Kids and dogs get dumped on the grandparents. They're like, hi, hey, nice to see you. Take the kids, take the dogs later, but I click. You know, and we're gone. Okay, party time, party time. Um, we get up at like oh dark thirty, so we roll into LAX, and I decide I'm going to park in the center parking structure because I think it's going to cost me 165 dollars, and that it will cost me like 90 dollars to park somewhere else, but I'd have to fuck around for like three hours coming out. Unfortunately, it cost me 200 dollars. That pissed me off. And it's got like this little computer scanner, so it like knew my car. And it kind of freaked my shit out. Why are they always watching me? Oh, remember that Rockwell song? So it always feels like somebody's rocking me or watching me. Whatever happened to Rockwell and uh, the guy who sang, uh, uh, what's that song? Uh, Bust a Move, Young MC. I'd like to see them do a 60s revival thing. So anyway, let's move on past that. So we stumble in and it's, uh, you know. We're uh, we're flying United. United is very nice, and they take my stuff, and it's that's cool. That wasn't complete cluster fuck, so that was nice. And uh, went through a PSA or TSA pre check, and that that was okay. I didn't have to you know bend over and spread my cheeks and have them check for contraband in my shit box, so that was okay. Uh, and we roll in. All right, pissing me off because. We get on the flight, finally. We get in. And uh, I I fly the Mrs. First Class when we're going back east. That's 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 my thing, you know. And first class these days means slightly larger, too small seat and no fucking drinks. So I'm sitting there at the in the front, okay? I'm like, I'm sitting down. And I have not flown for a year, folks. I have not been in an airplane for a year because of this freaking pandemic thing. So I'm sitting there. I'm going, where is my pre-takeoff mimosa? I need a drink because it's like 530 in the morning. I've got like four hours of sleep. I need a drink and no drink comes. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And and at 530 rolls around, planes not moving. All these tech guys start going back and forth. And they're kind of getting in there. And you know it's bad when they're sitting there scratching their heads and like pantomiming out. I don't know what the fuck. Now, I'm not picky. Okay? If you want to tell me you're playing, I can't guarantee it's safety. I'm like, fine, give me another fucking plane. And that's what they eventually did. And they handled it very well. It was very efficiently done. It was extremely efficiently done, in fact. And I can, can you hear the drumming in the background? Oh, that's great. There has to be like a kid drumming right now, not later, just right this minute while we're here. So I'm going to kind of put this little barrier here. So it's just you and I. Anyway, 
we're in the plane, right? And we're like, get out. Like, fuck. All right, so we get out, and I like get to the front of the line, so I get to reschedule first. And they're gonna put us on a different plane, but my flight's like four hours later in Denver, so I'm gonna have to sit around Denver forever. So we finally get on the plane, right? We're on the plane. We're starting to. We're we're about to move, and they're like, "Oh, we can't move. Somebody wants to get off." Okay, so let's review, right? Dipshit gets on one plane, okay? He's cool until they say plane's broken, gotta get an airplane. And they did very quickly. It's like two hours late. That's not too bad. He gets on the new plane, right? And he's like, oh, oh, now I gotta get off. So they finally, they go through the thing, and it's a fucking clusterfuck trying to open the door. Because apparently once you shut the door, only an act of God can open it. So they get him off the plane. I'm like, okay, let's start. No, we we have to find his luggage. Oh, you, you didn't think to start that process because that could be a problem. And the guy, guy of course, is like a dipshit. I gotta get off. Man, fuck. So I'm like, fuck, get his luggage. And I'm already pissed because I win the United Club, and they don't have food. All they've got are like prepackaged shit. And I got a muffin, and the muffin disintegrated. The only good thing, the only good thing about it is no CNN in the lounge. They are not. They were not showing CNN, and I was very happy about that because CNN is literally video anus. All right, it's just uh, no. Like I need Don Lemon in the morning. Like I need that talking tuber. Uh, was Brian Potato? I'm uh, Stelter Potato. I can't. I can't say stuff potato without saying potato Stelter. It's bizarre. Anyway, so we finally we got on the plane and we fly to Denver, and that's all very nice. And we land at Denver, and Denver's like a giant airport. I don't know where the hell I'm going. Okay, so I walked the wrong way for about ten minutes. I walked the right way for about ten minutes. Then I walked the wrong way again for about ten minutes. All right, and you know, finally, I find a barbecue place so I can get some lunch. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, in Denver, you have barbecue. Good plan. One bad. For a pork sandwich, not bad. And I had light beer. And Arena's like, by then, she's going, you know, I had breakfast on a plane. Because I won't eat plain food. Okay? I'm not putting that shit in my mouth. I don't care. They're like, there's a cheese sandwich and a tortilla of thumb thort and a salad. Which would you like, sir? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to eat any of that shit. I'm not eating that. Nope. No, thank you. I none of it. Here we are back again. Hold on. I was uh, just talking about how I couldn't eat that shit, and then my everything went to hell, and here I am back again with part two. Well, it's not really part two. It should be transparent to you. Uh, Micah, James, Storm, make this shit transparent. You're a production wizards. Just make it do it. I was complaining about how I don't want to eat air, airline food, and I, I, you know, and I feel like I'm doing a bit from like a 1970s comedy show. Pretty much next, I'm going to get, what's the difference? Y'all know what? Men and women are different. Huh? What? Right? Right? Clap. Please clap. I'm Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush of comedy. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Anyway. So, we're getting on the plane in Denver, okay? And every fucking idiot in the world is on it. And I'm even more pissed off because I have to sit in economy. Now, it's not that I'm better than economy, though everyone's better than economy, except for fucking never Trumpers. They're not better than the, the, the corn you pick out of, uh, uh, you know, used dinner. It, it, but I am better than economy, and I'm better than these fucking people. Okay, so, 
dipshit one decides to sit her fat ass in the seat in front of me. Now, this would normally be fine, except dipshit one was not sitting there. Her assigned seat was behind and across, so it would be next to me, okay? So she would be across it, because I always sit on the aisle, because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go pee when I got to pee, okay? Bladder ain't waiting for nobody. So dipshit doesn't like her aisle seat there, so she decides she's going to move up across the way to a different aisle seat. Now, mommy, daddy, and three, two kids, Ashley and Caden, come down the aisle, and they're fucking baffled because you have this fat-ass woman sitting in her fucking seat, Okay. And they got to get the stewardess over. So Miss Stupid, could, could, you know, could you please move to your seat? Well, I'd like to sit here. Well, it ain't your seat. And the family would like to sit together, you fucking piece of shit. Now get your fat ass up and move. Okay. So Tubby waddles on over there, right? Okay. I get, I get fucking brushed by her freaking waist. And it was, it was gross. And I'm just like, man, don't spread your diabetes on my shit, bitch. I wasn't worried about COVID and shit. I was worried about my fucking insulin. All right. Anyway, so she she sits the fuck down and she's stupid. Okay. So the Swiss family dumbass sits down. Okay. Little do I realize they're even fucking dumber if that's possible. All right. So we're getting ready to go. We're close down, lock down everything. Mommy, it's time for mommy to talk to Caden and Ashley about how they feel about the plane. She's literally standing there talking to kids while every other person is sitting down and the planes get ready and they're on the thing going, uh, attention, could you please take your seat? And she's like, Caden, now this is, now we're going to go in an airplane in the sky. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Here's a gummy bear. And I'm like, sit the fuck down. I can't believe it. You're dumber than, you're, you're dumber than fucking, uh, 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 you know, Hippo Von Tubbyheimer. And it's like, oh, shit. So she's there for like five, and I'm like, I'm looking at the stewards going, would you fucking come here and tell this bitch to sit down? Because if I tell this bitch to sit down, A, I'm going to have to beat the shit out of her husband, which wouldn't be hard. Okay, I fucking knock him out, but I'm going to get dragged out by U.S. Marshals, right? Air Marshals or something, because like I'm the one who's wrong, because I'm the one telling this dumb broad to stop fucking around with her kid. Tell him to sit down and shut the fuck up. Okay, yes, I've traveled with children. Yes, I know it's hard. It's easier, though, if you're not a fucking idiot. So she fucking and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, finally, dipshit woman sits down, and I swear to God, she's like one of those granola hippie chicks. She looks like Billy Jack's fucking wife down at the Rainbow School. Like, she's got a fucking herb garden or something. It's, I, I do crafts. It's just shit. So I'm going, oh, God, can we please take off? We start going, and there's a commotion behind me, right? This fucking dipshit, as we're, like, moving is putting a, a fucking two-by-two-by-two suit. I'm dead serious. Two-by-two-by-two two two square pink suitcase trying to jam it into the overhead. Um, I'm, I'm full of questions. Among them, why did you wait till we were moving to try to jam that thing, which obviously won't fucking fit, into the overhead now? And he's like baffled. He's like, I don't understand. It's like, fuck. And these stewardesses are going and they're pushing on this thing and tugging on. I'm like, get your goddamn steamer trunk. I'm like, throw it on the fucking tarmac. Hey, dipshit. 
<laughs> Check your bag! Fuck! It's like, God, so I'm back there. It's like, I feel like I'm in fucking steerage on the Titanic. There's some Irish guys dancing a jig while some dude's, uh, uh, you know, playing his fucking violin, you know. <laughs> they're, they're poor, but they're happy. It's like, fuck. So I'm like, oh, shit. Now, uh, I've flown on a lot of planes, and I'm old as fuck. So... I'm in this thing, and I'm scrunched up. That's the other fucking reason. Purely so, I, I do not want to be scrunched up, because it fucking hurts. And I prefer not to be in agony during my entire flight, compounded by Tubby and fucking Mommy and uh, uh, fucking, the, you know, the travel ace. The guy who's, like, never fucking flown before, and it's like, one time, I'm getting on a fucking plane. I think I was in, like, Europe or some shit, and I get on, and the dude has, I get on, it's a dude, he's clearly, like, from the Middle East, because he's in, like, the full gear, and I'm like, okay, whatever, I'm not, like, freaking out. You know, dude's doing his thing. I get, he's got a fucking drum, all right? And it's stuck, not in front of him. No, he's got his legs there. No, it's in front of my seat where my legs go. And I just look at him, and I look at his drum. I look at him. He looks at me like I'm stupid. And I'm like, dude, no. Okay, get your fucking drum out of where my leg goes. Get it the fuck out. And he's like mad at me. I'm like, dude. Don't fucking catch a tune with me, okay? You're the dipshit who thought, yeah, in this fully packed flight, I'll just shove my drum where somebody else's legs are. What do you fucking want me to do? Kneel the whole way? Sit in fucking lotus position? Oh, oh. What, you, why are you fucking bringing your drum on the plane anyway, you fucking dipshit? But, and it's not in a case, okay? If you're sitting there going, well, it's in a, you know, it's in a case. No, it's a fucking drum. It's like this tribal drum. It's not like you'd be playing fucking Keith Moon. You know, we won't get food again. You know, no, it's not that. It's a fucking tribal drum. It's looking at me like I'm stupid. All right, so we're flying from Denver to fucking Orlando. And we get there. And Orlando, gigantic airport. Very nice. Get in the car. And it's muggy and shit. And... We're driving along, and that's okay. Everything's fine. Get out. Here's the problem with the South. It's distinctive in two ways. There is Southern charm, and everyone there was freaking nice. Everybody's just kind and helpful. And then there's Southern efficiency. Okay? We were there for four days. They never cleaned our room. Okay? It's not like I'm funky. You know, it's not like I'm taking a dump in the corner and shit. All right. It's not like there's weird stains and stuff. All right. I'm a very hygienic person, but I'd like my room fucking cleaned. Okay. On the other hand, everybody's very nice. When we asked them, they were very nice when they promised they'd clean our room. And then they fucking didn't. And I don't think they were fucking with us. I think they just forgot because they're from the South. And they're like, well, let's go out and have a mint julep. All right, Beauregard. Let's do that. Okay. And I get this room, and I upgrade to get, like, a balcony so we can see out. It's a nice balcony and look out and shit. It's kind of freaky that they have a uh, actual lightning rod there. You know, I'm like, are we expecting lightning strikes here? Is that? Because we don't have weather in California, so this shit kind of freaks my ass out a little bit. So, we got the lightning rod going on, and that's, you know, a thing that's occurring. And 
no lightning though. It's a little bit muggy. It's nice because you can go out and you can sit outside and it's kind of warm, which is good. I mean, I like being warm. I mean, I'd rather be warm than frigid. So anyway, the uh, uh, the room itself, like I said, never cleaned. And the toilet didn't work unless you, like, fiddled with the thing, right, a little bit. So it's like every time, you know, you do it, you got to make sure, hey, I got to reload this because somebody's coming in here and they're going to be gravely disappointed if I don't get this squared away. So we're doing that. Everything's cool. My face starts swelling, right? I think it was a detergent. My eyes, my eyes turn red and bloodshot, and I look like I'm drunk, except I'm not drunk. And my face starts swelling. It's like all puffing up. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Okay? I, I look like Meg Ryan after her surgery. It's bad. I don't want this. Uh, it's not good. I look like uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Remember when she got Botox? I looked. I was fucked up. And of course, that happens the morning of my speech. Now, uh, it wasn't a speech. I was moderating. Uh, CPAC was really well run. I loved it. It was my most fun CPAC ever. I had a great time. Saw a lot of good friends. Uh, you know Larry O'Connor, of course. Uh, Julio Rosas was running around. John Cardillo was there. Jim Hansen. Kira Davis of Red State, Jane, Jane, Jen Van Lahr of Red State was there. Who else? Is, I got to meet Bo Snurdly. He, that was very nice. What a class act he is. Uh, got a picture with Kirsty Gnome. She's tiny. I look like, you know, I look like fucking the Stay Push Marshmallow Man, and she looks like a string with a head on it. I mean, she is tiny as shit. Okay, I mean, I look like I should be, I don't know, fucking up my seat assignment on a United flight from Denver to Orlando. That's how bad I look compared to her. She's just tiny. I think she was scared. Corin Lewandowski was there, and I think he brought her into the bar. <laughs> Surprise, Kurt was in the bar uh, because that's where, uh, uh, you know, the people are. And she, she went in there, shook some hair, got the fuck out of there. So... That was cool, and I kind of liked her. Saw Rick DeSantis a little bit. He was okay. I liked him. Uh, Robbie Starbuck had a breakout presentation. That was that was really good. Anyway, they have me to be a moderator on a panel, and it's been kind of weird, CPAC, because a lot of people weren't there. Fox Nation was there, but Fox wasn't. Radio Row was a little light. I only did a few interviews. I usually I'm yeah I don't usually walk up and down and get hit by like ten interviews. Nope, nothing. Not not very much. But, uh, you know, I did Larry O'Connor, did great Tony Katz, uh, Buck Sexton, I did Buck Sexton. I wonder if he has like a doppelganger named Sex Buxton. That would be cool. Hi, I'm Sex Buxton, and I'm here to fix your plumbing. If you remember 70s porno, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure most of you guys do, though, largely, er, er, ironically. I, I get, uh... Uh, they bring you to the back like 40 minutes early and make sure you don't screw up. I had two congressmen and Sarah Carter, you know, the investigative journalist. She's on with Hannity. And our panel was, where's my applesauce? Who's the boss? Who really runs the Biden administration? So I got back and we, we prepped pretty well. And, the, uh, you know, I think they were a little nervous. And me, I have like literally no shame. I literally think I should be in front of thousands of people. And I don't give a fuck what they think. I'm just going to say what I want. And they're going to laugh or they're going to cry or whatever the fuck they're going to do. I don't give a shit. I just, I'm just weird like that. Some people are really, really afraid to cry. I'd be like, I did stand up there. Like, oh, my God, that's the bravest thing ever. No, the bravest thing ever is marrying a fucking Cuban woman. Doing stand-up is just, you know, I just fucking naturally feel I deserve attention, 
right? I'm a Los Angeles trial lawyer and a cavalry officer. Behold, it is Kurt. So I get up. They, they give you, they very much choreograph the shit. You walk on in a certain way, in a certain order, in in certain uh, uh, style, and then you come back a different way. Okay, and that's the way the thing is designed. Now, I later found out it was uh, apparently, according to liberals, it was cleverly designed as a secret Nazi rune. Okay, a rune. All right, in case you know you 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 elves and hobbits and shit uh, uh, are out there being you know nationalist white. I don't know, or elves white national. I don't know. Don't know. Don't care. Okay. Not designed to mimic a Nazi symbol or a runic symbol that some Nazis used. No, it's you, you walk up one little leg of it and you walk out the other leg. That's how it's designed. That way people don't run into each other when they're coming on and off stage. It's very well prepped. There's a place backstage and you go stand there to wait. The other people come off. You go on and they're like, you go first. You go to your right. You sit in your chair. You wait till everyone else. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I get out there and uh, I start off and I basically, instead of doing, you know, what I'm supposed to do, in all fairness, Matt Schlapp said, give him the full Schlichter. I'm like, okay. So everybody sits out. I stand up and I walk out to the audience, right? Instead of sitting in my chair, I'm like, okay, let me ask you guys, who here thinks that desiccated old weirdo in the White House is running things? Let's show our hands. And, uh, you know, absolutely no one runs their hands. And uh, got him laughing, sat down. The over and under uh, for me doing a Lincoln Project pedophile joke was three minutes. Larry and I had, Larry O'Connor and I had, he was like, you're going to hit it in three minutes. I'm like, mm, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I hit it in three minutes. I basically uh, uh, stole the joke from my town hall on Monday where I said, uh, you know, the only way he could fuck up the uh, kids in cages thing more is if he outsourced the operation of the kid detention camps to the Lincoln Project. And that got a, you know, got a warm, warm response, of which I said, ahoy. And somebody's like, ahoy, ahoy. Now, oh, those never Trump fucking sissies. That was the nicest thing about CPAC. Okay. It was largely pussy free. You know, there were no fucking, uh, no Mitt Romneys, no weasels. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Liz Cheney was going to show up. Yeah, Nikki Haley was going to show up. Marco Rubio, yeah, they were all going to fucking... Yeah, they were going to show up. My ass. So, that was kind of cool. It was it, it was good. Anyway, my panel went well. People liked it. Uh, they were polite. I uh, did not see the, uh, the, the Golden Trump. Apparently, there's a Golden Trump idol uh, statue that they made a lot of fun of. I didn't see it. No one was talking about it. What people were talking about was, we got to get electoral integrity back. We got to fight. We can't be uh, weak. We can't be stupid. We've got to get this done and done right. All this stuff is great. All this stuff is perfectly appropriate. Um, had a lot of fun. Spent a lot of time in the bar, hanging with people, talking to people, making moves on the street, getting down, getting up, doing the things I got to do. Uh, did not stay for Trump. Came home. The highlight was when we were landing in Houston on our first leg home to Los Angeles. We're landing and suddenly, I mean, like hit the ground and uh, the stewardesses are up going, you must sit down. You cannot get up. And he's, I'm like, did some fucking idiot get up? We're going 100 miles an hour and some dipshit's like, well, 
Better, better work my way to the front of the plane. Yeah, get the fuck down. God. And I, I mean, and, and she, was, she was almost like, well, we'll turn this plane right around. So, um, that's it. That's that's my story of CPAC. I hope it was entertaining for you. It's entertaining telling you. I'm sorry I fucked up my uh, uh, recording so many times, but you know, you, you, that's 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 how we roll on Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. I will see you soon. Thanks. Bye bye.